0: If you've ever wondered, how do you make an impact at a networking event when it comes to your time to do an elevator pitch, how do you do that? Well, it's with a story, of course, and I'm going to show you how you do that in today's episode. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back. This is Jules Dan here. Uh, Guess what? I went to a networking event for the first time about two months. Uh, When was it? Last Friday. And at this networking event, hello, by the way, if you've just joined me for the first time, I'm your host, Jules. Um, but anyways back to the story so I wanted to preframe this episode if you've ever been to a, uh, a networking event and you have a chance to speak a little bit about your business uh, you know sometimes you can blow it really well but I feel like everyone blows it and I thought uh, I wanted to tell this little story because uh, frankly it's gonna be one, a really easy way for you to cut through all the noise make an impact and get people approaching you uh, because that's what we all want, right? Uh, networking is a really good way just to meet people. Uh, I've never gone in there expecting when I'm going to get a client um, and I've heard some really cool tips that make you stand out before, which maybe I'll conclude at the end of the episode, but uh, I've always just found that networking is is good for like personal development. So, you can better your confidence, meeting people. Um, obviously, you're growing a your network, that's great. And as a bonus, you can get a client, but... Back to the story, right? So, this is how you use a story. Well, this is how I winged it and found out this is how you use a story to cut through all the noise uh, at a networking event when it's your time to talk about your elevator pitch. So, all right. Back to back to the main story. I, I kind of jumped around here a bit, but it was about two months since I've done, I've done been at my last networking event. And I went to, to this one in the city. So, off Julian went in the tram get inside, it's pouring rain, really pouring with rain, actually. Uh get inside and I'm just literally soaked. It looks like I just had a shower. I'm one of the last people to get in there. And I remember the organizer, Ed, was just like, oh, Jules, thank God you're here. Um, oh, and guess what? You know, like, he just mentioned this random fact. He said, oh, you know, my LinkedIn account has just been uh, temporarily suspended. And he's this really big influencer on LinkedIn. Like, he's got over 100K followers and I was like, oh, yeah, like, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm not panicky. I've got, like, a contact and stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, just, like, compartmentalize that. And then everyone's staying in a circle Then I go walk there and, like, everyone's starting to do their, their elevator pitch before we get into the networking. So, if you, when we do actually get into the networking, people know who, who they can approach. And so, that way, it's not just awkward mingling next to the person next to you. You can actually go approach a person, which is smart. I like that. Um and first it was, first it was like we did an activity. It was just like half the semicircle. If that makes, if you could picture like a semicircle of people, um, half the semicircle not on my side did their first pitch, um, and, and with all, like it, it's scary to to if you're not used to, um, talking in front of people to to pitch yourself without being slimy, without being pushy. It's you don't know what to say. You get a bit frazzled. Um And I found that a lot of people were following this model. And it's like, hi, my name is whatever. And I help. And then it's like, you could just look at everyone else in the room, they're disengaged. And then the question that we would pose was, who are you looking for as an ideal referral? And then as like a copywriter, all I'm hearing is, me, 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 me. Which is, um, as you would know, the least persuasive thing uh least persuasive way to to get someone to do something is to talk about yourself. And what's the best way to get people to take action and to listen to what you have to say and persuade them into um into your ways and into what you want, which is not a bad thing because it can help them. Let's not forget that. Getting what you want is not a bad thing. Okay, so how do you do it? Well, it's it's a what's in it for me. We've all heard this before. What's in it for me? So, how do you do this? Well, you prob- you've, you've probably heard of this formula. It's a copywriting formula. It's called problem, agitate the problem, solve the problem. So, you bring up a problem. What is a shared frustration or problem that your target market has? Then you want to agitate it. You want to poke at it. You want to explain how it feels, how frustrating it feels, what it's like to not have that result that you really want. And then finally, you solve it. How do you bridge it? Okay? The problem is uh, when you're at a networking event, this is a very unaware market, so to speak. We're going to use that sort of term. It's an unaware market. I've spoken about uh, market awareness and um, using different leads on different episodes before, but... Let's just pretend that you have two sides of a spectrum trying to describe awareness. On one side on the left side, you've got very aware, they know who you are, they've bought from you before, they don't need much education, and you can be very direct. On the other side, on the right side of this spectrum, you've got cold leads. These people don't know who you are that well. They don't know your product or your solution very well. They might be aware of the the, the problem, but not so much about the product or the... Or the uh, or the solution okay so how do you bridge this especially if you have a confusing title like copyright and when most people think what you do for a living is put together law for copyright infringements so knowing this and you might have some, like similar confusion between what you do the last thing you want to do is just say I am this and then I help people by doing this because you just get thrown into the mix of everybody else who does that, and you don't stand out, especially when everyone's following the same sort of pitch. Oh my goodness! So I thought this is a really good opportunity for me to test out um, a different kind of story to hook people in. When it got to my turn to doing the elevator pitch, and I've broken it down. I've actually broken it down to a framework. I got on the tram afterwards, and I broke it all down. This is how you do it, um, and it was a com- it was really cool. It was just one of those download moments where it just happened, and then analyzed i'm like oh okay that worked really well um so where am i going with this i don't do any edits by the way i just like to keep it raw to keep it going um but yeah what i was going to say was we're well, going in the room i noticed a lot of people following the same follow. even the hosts like they were experienced marketers but they were still following the same follow a uh, formula and i knew i had to stand out okay and a story is the best way to stand out at the very beginning. Only one other person used a story um, and he, he was a marketer too. So, so, here's what I did. I knew I had to use the problem agitate, solve the problem formula here, but I had to think of a good hook. And I remember when I walked in, that hook was that the owner of the meetup, the leader of the meetup, his LinkedIn account got shut down. Do you know what that means, folks? oh my god it means that you don't control your social media what does that mean he has to rely on his email list okay so i'm not going to go into the full pitch but basically i clinged on the first story that i led with I, i asked everyone a question and i clinged on to something that they would be able to relate to and i asked them does anyone know what anyone know why uh link uh i'll start again does anyone know why ed isn't panicking right now that his 110,000 follower LinkedIn account is temporarily suspended. Everyone's like, no, why? It's like, well, it's because he's done the smart thing and he's built an email list. And he knows, and he's nurtured that email list. He knows exactly what to say to his people, um... And it's basically his lifeline when social media gets cut down. But also, he can write at any time and extract, extract money from that list. The problem is most business owners who have a really good front-end offer, who have, who have great content, they don't know what to say in the follow-up. They don't know how to communicate with the list and they don't know how to be pushy either. And worst of all, they don't even know how to make any money out of the list. They've just got a list of people who they don't even message. So, so what do I do? Well, I actually help people, and then you go into your thing. That's when you bridge. Well, I actually help people um, turn their emails into money, and this is the key thing as well. So, I'm gonna break down what I've just done uh, step by step, so that you can understand this. Um, and it was like, so I, so I basically help people turn emails. Into money, it's actually got this fancy title called copywriter. But uh, yeah, just for you to make it un- easy to understand, uh, I help turn emails into money through people's email lists. Um, and the way for you to look like an absolute rock star is that if you know somebody who's running Facebook ads or webinar, and their ad costs are just way too high, and they want to slash, they want to slash those ad costs. And you want to be that person who helps them out. Send them my way. We're going to do it. I'm going to be able to help them out, Get the, slash their ad costs, get them some really good high quality customers and you'll look really good in the process too. That was my pitch, roughly. Um, and it worked. Do you want to know why it worked? <laughs> you know, when you're at an event and then there's people awkwardly waiting on the side of you trying to get into the conversation. I, I don't normally have that. That was happening the whole time afterwards. That was my only like feedback that it worked and people, obviously the people were telling me, but then that is how I knew it was working because people were lining up to say like, oh, you're the email dude. Can I talk to you? Thankfully for you listening here, I didn't just go on one big ramble. I've actually broken down so you can take this away the next time you do a pitch and not be pushy at a networking event. Okay, here it is. So, I remember, the first thing is that you want to bring up a story that brings up the problem, okay? That's the first thing. Bring up a story that brings up the problem. So, that's crucial. I, I brought up the problem of how Ed's social media account got temporarily shut down. Um, And then, you want to, next thing you want to do is agitate the problem. So, I told, I praised him, I said he's do, he's done the smart thing of building an email list, you know, he's not freaking out. But what most other coaches don't do and then I've list all, all the problems that they don't know. They don't know how to follow up, they don't know what to say, they're not making any money. Okay, then you bridge your solution and that's what you do. Okay, and then that's when I said, so basically, I help turn I help coaches turn their emails into money. So that bridge is just ch- trying to make it as very easy to understand as possible. Then I like to use some humor. This is the next step. Uh, a copywriter is just a fancy word for turning emails into money. That's key, crucial. Um, obviously, like body language and tonality and when you look at people and delivery, they all really matter. If I just said it, Copyright is just a fancy word for making, for, for turning emails into money. It wouldn't work. It was, it's all about delivery as well. So just keep that in mind. This is outside the scope of the episode. Maybe look at some comedians, how they deliver a joke. It could help. Okay, so after we have brought up a story, we've agitated the problem, we've bridged the solution, we've used some humor to bridge it as well. The next thing I want to do is you want to segue into making it all about the person who's listening. Remember how I said what's in it for them? And that's why I, really, I love using little lines like, if you, want to make, if you want to look like a rock star in front of your clients or if you want to position yourself as a rock star, like we want to make it so that referring to you makes them look really good. Instead of you doing them doing you a favor, you're doing them a favor. Um, and that's why I mentioned, say like, if you know someone who's got, and I mentioned pain point, like the ad costs are really high. Obviously that's a valuable problem that as a friend, you'd like to solve for that person. So I'm like, do you want to get the credit for helping solve that problem? Refer them to me and I'll do it. And that's basically it. That's today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. So, and the bar is not if you I don't know what the standards like of every other networking event but there is not a class on how to pitch correctly anywhere I've yeah like I've I've looked at a few different books there's like pitch anything which is a bit different you can't really quite do that at a networking event like frame control and stuff Um, but other little bonus tips so I'll just go through again the formula just in case you forget story that brings up the problem Agitate the problem, bridge the solution, what you do and use some humor so that it's easy to understand, make it simple. Segue into making it all about them, how by referring uh, clients to you, they are actually do, uh you're doing them a favor, not the other way around. Um, and yeah, so bonus, bonus tips for this as well is, is, I learned this from Toastmasters, is that you instantly need to command attention at the start. So, uh, sound a lot louder than what you might think you would need to be. By that, I mean like project your voice much louder than what you think you might need to because unless people are telling you you're too loud, <laughs> then you're not loud enough almost, especially in a public speaking environment, it helps to be loud to just get people's attention. Um, obviously you're not yelling, but, you know, you feel like you're, you're speaking through your diaphragm instead of your throat. That's an excellent tip. And it just feels, you project your energy differently. Uh, The other one is gestures. So big bodily gestures, pointing to people, making eye contact and holding it for a few seconds. Um, And and even so with this one, like my knees were, I remember towards the end, my knees were shaking. Like I just had a, I I was confident with my message, but I I had some weird body fear response. So I'm telling you this be- because it's like, unless you're doing the reps over and over and over, you're going to feel that fear. So just do it anyway. That's what I'm trying to say. Just do it anyway. Um, and if, and if, if you're worried about what people think that, oh my God, people are seeing that I'm nervous, that actually makes you more human because they're probably nervous too. So don't worry about that. Um, what are some other bonus tips I can give you? No, I think that's it. I think we're good here. Okay, so next time you go to a networking event, try not to go first as well, because <laughs> that way you get remembered better if you make a memorable pitch. Um, anyways, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I've given you the formula uh, for a good elevator pitch at a networking event. Hope you get it. Uh, get to put it to some good use. Uh, and, oh, oh, here's a last bonus tip. I forgot. Don't be afraid to test different stories at the beginning. So, um, I've tested... I always open with a story when it comes to my turn. What I've found is that the more you talk about yourself, (laughs) the less attention you get. People just switch off. So, that's why I found that this... I want to ask a question um, and then I brought it back to someone else inside the group instead of just me. That worked the best. So... Yeah, a little trial and error along the way, then you get to pick up all the nuggets. So that's it from me for me this week. Oh, a bit of a longer episode. Um, hope you en- if you enjoyed today's episode, you got value out of it. Go leave me a review on iTunes and now Spotify. I really appreciate it. We're at like 82 five-star reviews now. That's pretty cool. Um, Top 1.5%, according to listen notes, top one5 1.5% podcasts in the world, Um, which frankly... I find hard to believe because (laughs) like I'm not that big but you know people just don't put much efforts into podcasts so the bar's pretty low and that's a great way to end this episode this bar is set so low for so many things whether that's your work profession or networking with uh, elevated pitches it's easy to stand out so just do a bit of effort and you do a good job that's it for me I'll see you around next week. No, sorry. The Thursday's episode. Bye.